college football. Another really interesting weekend, a lot to get into, and we get the chance on a regular basis to do that with our good friend Houston Nutt, CBS Sports College Football Analyst. And for me, an extra treat because I lived in Little Rock, Arkansas many, many moons ago when Coach Nutt was the coach at Arkansas, and just remember being really impressed with it with his football teams. So it's always fun when he's on the show. Coach, uh, good morning. Happy Tuesday. Thank you for, for being here. Hey, good morning. Happy Tuesday. So let's let's start with, with the Razorbacks. Uh, brutal, brutal way to lose a football game. What do you see in that program and this season in particular in terms of how they will or won't respond after the loss to A&M? I think they'll they'll respond. I think Coach Pittman, the one thing about him, uh, what I've noticed, players play hard for him. They believe in him. And I, I, I believe they'll, they'll, they'll be ready to go against Alabama. Alabama, we all know how good they are. But I, I just believe they have one of the better offensive lines. And uh, K.J. Jefferson didn't play his best game, but I, I think he's very good quarterback that can, can run and throw. And um, their defense moves around. They're not they're, – they're, they're not as good in the back end, but their front seven's good. They're leading the country in sacks right now. So I, I look forward to fight. That's brutal. You, you, that's the right word. That's a tough way to lose. They had their chances. They had they'll look at that film and be sick uh, because before you can count the ways, four or five or six different ways they could have won that game, and, and, and that's before they even coming down to the last kick. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to that to that game. Coach, if you're if you're any program in the in the SEC that has some tradition and has some talent, and I think Arkansas is one of several schools that fit the bill historically in this season, but you're you know it's Georgia and it's Alabama, and not just in season, but competing with those brands and competing with the level they recruit at. What is the process to try and build an SEC school that's not one of those major schools to actually compete year in year out? What is it as simple as hire the right coach and hope you get lucky? Got to have the right coach, and I think also that coach has got to be a great uh, evaluator. Um, when you don't have the, the the luxury of getting twenty five players in your backyard, what I mean by that, you're in your home state. Arkansas can't sign twenty five in their home state, and there's several other schools that have the same problem. So that means you have to go out of state, and so when anytime you cross the lines, you have to have an excellent guy that knows how to go in the living room and sell that program to, to win a young man over. And then on top of it now, with this, the difference is nowadays, compared to when I was coaching, is you have the thing called the portal, the transfer portal. And so you got a chance to go get older players that may be struggling at the place, you know, they chose or not playing. And, it's a whole different world than just recruiting maybe a junior college or a high school kid. Now you add that, it's it, it's it's unbelievable. But getting back to your question, uh, you got to have a, a coach that that embraces the program, that understands it. Get don't let your play. There's the few players that you do have that are SEC caliber in your state. You can't allow them to leave, and that's one of the biggest things I think we did such a good job. You know, keep a Darren McFadden, a Matt Jones, a Peyton Hillis a Marcus Monk, and I can go on and on and on, but you got to keep those guys in state because you can't lose, afford to lose those guys that are so good, that are, you know, four and five stars that that go off and that, that want to go look over the fence to LSU and Alabama. So you got to do that. But uh, 
it's it, it's just it's a it's a juggling act because you got to have linemen, you got to have secondary, and and you got to recruit every position and try to develop depth. And the problem is with the world that we live in, you don't get five or six years. You get about two and a half, three maybe. So <laughs> you got to get going and get going and uh, very fast, and it's not easy. Houston Nutt uh, here on the show, Coach. If if you were still coaching or you were consulting a, a guy going into one of these jobs, right? Would you, with the with the transfer portal, would you be comfortable or, or push or avoid some general manager role underneath the head coach? Is that, I know some programs have done this, but given the fact that you can go out and you can recruit kids, and as you said, older kids, to what degree do you think that's a good idea going forward, a, a, real, a real shift in how programs go about building teams? Are you talking about, Having a, a a guy that's underneath the coach that's a consultant or a general manager is that what you yeah saying? I mean yeah I'm just talking about call it what you want but but should coaches at the college football level have guys who function basically as GMs in the NFL who run operations where they're scouting not high school talent they're scouting college talent to try and build a plan for the portal every year yeah I, I tell you what I would do I'd have the AD say look can I get a plane ticket to Tuscaloosa. I'd like to go spend three days over there with uh, Nick Saban. Because I'm going to tell you, my eyes were open. He was the only one, when I got let go, he was the only one to invite me to his place for about three days. And I'll tell you, it was an eye-opener. And it goes to about some of the things that you were saying. Now, there's only one man in charge. There's no question about that. There's one voice. But the numbers that he had with, I'm talking about consultants and, and analysts, that had laps around the track. They used to, back in the day, you'd have young grad assistants that were learning, trying to get in the game. Well, he had guys that had knowledge, wisdom, and had been there that was associated with the program. And I think that's kind of going to what you're talking about. When you got wisdom and knowledge and experience, it's it's so valuable. It it helps everybody, helps your program. Uh, it, it, it's ideas and and ideas that's worked before, and when you have a, a the brain trust in there that this is our plan starting at the top, this is our plan, and then you have people that know how to go execute it. <laughs> it's a it's another level. Coach Houston Nutt here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Bill Ryder. Coach, good news for Clemson: four zero. Right, you got to win the games in front of you, whatever the fashion. Maybe the it's not bad news, I suppose, but maybe disconcerting news. They had some problems on the defensive end this time. They had to go to double overtime. It certainly has looked like Dabo's squad is not pitch perfect just yet. What is your confidence level at the end of the season? Clemson's going to be where we're accustomed to seeing them, and that's in the college football playoff. Right. Well, I believe in Dabo Sweeney, but you know there there are some. Feel like there are a few holes. But whenever you win, you know, there, it's, there's nothing like going back in the meeting room when you win and you say, is that the best we can do? Nope. Okay, we've got to go out there and practice and get better. And I do feel like DJ Ungele, I, I think he has gotten better. And I, I see more confidence. And But like you say, you know, you're not used to seeing defense that gave up. But you've got to give Sam Harvin credit. I mean, this guy is a player. Uh, Wake Forest is a good football team, but we're just used to seeing Clemson at another level. So I think this week we're going to know a whole lot now. 
because I, I, I really feel like North Carolina State is a physical, physical team that has athletes all over the field. And so I, I do think Clemson will be there. I, I do. I, I've got confidence in Dabo Sweeney, and I do think if they clean some things up, I, I think they'll be right there. Coach, right or wrong, as, uh, with a four-team playoff, the world we live in is such that the SEC can and has and might again this year get a couple teams in that in that mix, just depending on how things fall and the losses and who plays each other in the, in the championship game. That tends not to be the, the, the governing logic for, for the Big Ten, you know, whether it should or shouldn't be. Michigan looks pretty good. They're four in the country right now. Ohio State looks really good. What is your confidence level? What should be Michigan's confidence level that they can be that team that, that comes out of the Big Ten, which obviously means almost certainly – beating Ohio State at the end of the year and, and, and keep make, taking care of their business you know, on the way to that, that showdown? Well, Michigan, to me, you always talk about Ohio State. You've got to, you you want to win that game for sure. That, that's, that's such a, 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 a measuring stick. But uh, when you look at the job that Coach Harbaugh has done, you know, winning, it's, 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 so, it's such a, a great feeling when, when – your team's winning and maybe not playing at its best, but he, you can see that, hey, there's a little momentum now that's going. There's some confidence, and some players are starting to believe. And when you start to believe, that's when you achieve. And so, again, I, I love how hard they play. They're physical. They're tough. And I, I love this time of the season because this about week four, week five, starting to get a few bumps and bruises. But, boy, this is when you start to see the direction of the team's which way they're going. And to me, Michigan is trending up. I, I think they're they're going in the right direction. But that's where these next two to three weeks, this grind of the next two or three weeks, well, we're going to find out a whole lot. All right, Coach, now, last one for you. Texas and Miami are coming off, I mean, let's just be frank, they're, they're bad losses. And Nebraska, a program that haunted me as a Missouri, as a Missouri student um, and was once a dominant program, is obviously in, in pretty dire straits. What are the odds that all three of those schools, which, you know, you go to Austin, you go to Miami, you, you, go, to, you go to Lincoln, all of those fan bases believe they belong and will return to the glory of college football. What are the odds that all three of them get back to where those fan bases think they should be? Wow. Oh, what an unbelievable question. Uh, you know, that's one of the things that has blown my mind. If you ask me what's the biggest thing that blows your mind, you know, when I look at the last, like, seven, eight years when I look at Texas, you know, and I, I look at uh, Nebraska, and I'm like you. I grew up at Oklahoma State, you know, in the college days. My last couple of years in college in Nebraska was dominant. And so it just seems like it's going to be very, very hard to get back there. But you just feel like somewhere somebody can do it. Now let's take a look at Kansas. Kansas – is, is in my mind has always been basketball, right? But you look up, and what has this guy done? Because Leipold has done an unbelievable job. Well, what has he done? What's well, what you and I have been talking about. Got the transfer portal. Got a few players that are difference makers at different spots, starting at quarterback. And all of a sudden you look up, and they're undefeated. It, we, we never would have expected that, right? So when you say Nebraska and Texas – they have such long, traditional – you just feel like somebody can get this done. And so I don't lose hope on that. I just think it's going to be much, much harder. 
and because it's been so long to, to say that Nebraska hadn't been to a bowl game since what 2015 or 2016 that that's hard to say it just blows my mind that should never happen but I do think somebody can get it done especially with the way the things are set up transfer portal you can recruit junior college you got high school you got you got a lot of different avenues now you know that you have facilities you know you have fan support they're going to show up so it just takes a little bit of magic in the right person leading your team. I think it can happen. I really do. Coach, I love that answer. And and the Kansas, that's such a great point, and, and I know it's a different conversation, but it reminds me of Kansas. I mean, if, if you can do it at Kansas for four games and if Bill Snyder could do it at Kansas State for a really long time, you're right. It there are, Nothing is, is, is hopeless, Coach. And I, I love the perspective and the time. Thank you for uh, – Thanks for humoring us and making us smarter around college football. Hey, appreciate you always having me, and I'm I'm glad that you were around Little Rock during some pretty good years. <laughs> it was <laughs> hey, some good barbecue and some good football was a good way to spend a couple years. Hey, hey it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. Appreciate <laughs> you.